Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. I'd like to introduce Pierre from Belgium, who takes LDN for ankylosing spondylitis. Welcome, Pierre. Hello, Linda. Could, could you tell me when you first started to notice symptoms that led to ankylosing spondylitis? Yes, so the, the first time uh, I noticed something was wrong was uh, exactly 10 years ago. I was uh, skiing and suddenly I had a pain in the, the lower back and mm-hmm. that pain uh, was very present. So when I came back from uh, holidays, I went to see a doctor and nobody could tell me what it was. Uh, I did suspect uh, spondylitis, but uh, there were no doctor who agree with me because they couldn't see anything on x-ray. And uh, it was only about four years later that uh, the specialist finally agreed that it could be uh, ankylosing spondylitis. So, uh, I, uh, for me at that point, it was uh, 100% certainty because uh, she wanted to make uh, a special scan, but uh, I didn't go for it. I didn't feel it was necessary. The x-ray were uh, good enough for me. Mm -hmm. And so since I'm very much into uh, holistic medicine, I did uh, uh, fight the pain with a lot of uh, vitamin and uh, other supplement. With uh, a rather great success, but it was uh, a lot of work. It was about 40 pills every day, and uh, and uh, the sickness were uh, still evolve, and uh, I felt more rigid as time goes by. At one point, I, I did a mail to a friend in the U.S. whom. Uh, I'm in contact with and who knows a lot about holistic medicine. And I told her, well, you have to, to come with something else. Uh, I'm, um, I'm not happy with what uh, I'm doing now for myself. And she told me, uh, well, my uh, PC just broke down, but someone sent me a mail and they spoke about low-dose naltrexone. I don't know what it is. Uh, just do your homework. but." I think it could help you, but uh, I don't have time now to to look for it. Mm-hmm. And so I start searching, and that was about, uh, I would say, almost three years ago. And it was a bit more difficult at that time to find information about LDN on the Internet, especially that she did not tell me low-dose naltrexone. She just told me naltrexone. Mm-hmm. So... 
I find uh, in information and it took me about two months to decide to, to try. Uh, I had no problem uh, having the script for the naltrexone because I work in the health uh, field and I have uh, many friends who are doctors and who write any script for me. So that was no problem to have the script. And uh, I start at uh, a very low... Uh, no, I start... I think I start at, uh, at a low amount. I say two milligram. But for me, it was too much. So uh, I went back to alpha milligram, which uh, I just took uh, it in the, in the liquid form that I made it myself. And I start with alpha milligram. And the very next day, I did feel the difference. It was amazing. And uh, I could uh, go back to, to, the, to the diary because I kept a diary at the time. Uh, I had that, uh, I was accustomed to keep a diary whenever I try a new vitamin, a new supplement because uh, I was looking for, for years to, 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 to find the best way to, to fight pain. And so I kept the diary from the very first day and, and, uh, and uh, I was amazed. And so I went from alpha a milligram up to uh, four uh, in a matter of two months. I really went uh, very slowly, especially that even uh, that very low amount, I was completely unable to sleep. And I couldn't sleep for almost a whole month. Uh, my sleep came back bit by bit after three weeks and, uh, and it came fully back after six weeks. So using naltrexone was very difficult because of that lack of sleep. But because the pain was completely gone from the very first day, I really stick to that. And as the months goes by, uh, I find out that uh, I became more, how, how you say in English, so I, I, the, because of uh, spondylitis ankylosing, I was mm -hmm. becoming rigid on my spine. Yes. And so after a few months, it, it got, it, I got better. And I find out that I moved more freely. However, I never regained completely uh, the, my, the, the, the move of my spine, but uh, it went a lot, a lot, a lot better. Mm -hmm. So, uh, nevertheless, naltrexone did not stop uh, the sickness from evolving, and I was aware that uh, I still... Uh, I still evolve, and for example, the CRP, uh, C, uh, CRP, C-reactive protein, didn't, did not went down while on naltrexone. So that was a sign that for me the inflammation uh, was still there, mm -hmm. but uh, the pain disappeared, the tiredness, because. Uh, that sickness involves a lot of tiredness because of the inflammation 
And even if the inflammation was not out completely, the tiredness uh, lessened a great deal, which was fantastic. So I, I regained a lot of energy. Um, I was, uh, I watched out not to eat too much food uh, with gluten and, uh, and, and casein, uh, of course. And, uh, and so far, so good. So for me, it, it was a complete success. Uh, mm-hmm. to, since then, I find out, I find out that for me, one of the cause of the spondylitis ankylosing was a bacteria called chlamydia pneumonia. And this is not the subject, so I will uh, not speak about it, but I just mention it because it may be the case for other people. Look Mm -hmm. for chlamydia pneumonia. And uh, for example, since I'm fighting chlamydia pneumonia, I've been out of naltrexone for two months and I hardly had any any pain anymore. But what I know is that... uh, the CRP is, uh, has been lessened to almost zero, which allowed me to check for ultra-sensitive CRP. And ultra-sensitive CRP, which is uh, the, the, which mirror, which show the activity of TNF-alpha, uh, has been lessened a great deal also. So, uh, so I think that I'm, uh, I'm on my way out of that sickness, but mainly because I'm fighting chlamydia pneumonia now. But nevertheless, for me, on, on a, a first step, uh, low-dose naltrexone has been uh, something that uh, I couldn't dream. And uh, it really, in the past, uh, for the two years, in the past two years, and I started taking it again, it has been really, uh, it authorized me to to live more in a normal way, mm-hmm. which is amazing. So I, I think that uh, I'm totally for it, and I think that... Uh, I've been reading a lot about low-dose naltrexone, and I've been using it in my practice. I've been it. Uh, I, I did advise uh, people who comes to me to take it with great success. And my viewpoint today is that uh, because uh, you take it in a such a low dose, which has almost no secondary effect whatsoever, I think the best way is always to try it, that someone don't have to postpone uh, the, the try. Mm-hmm. Just try it and, uh, and you'll see by yourself because, because it cannot do any harm. I'm, I'm completely uh, 100% certain it cannot do any harm. It did not to me and it did not to many people whom I'm in contact with. So, so that's what I can tell. Thank you. <laughs> that's voilà. absolutely fine. Thank you very much, Pierre. I do appreciate it. I'd like to introduce Rachel from Japan, who takes LDM for ankylosing spondylitis. Thank you for joining me, Rachel. You're welcome. It was nice to meet you. Could you tell me when you first started to notice symptoms? 
I was 14 years old, or almost 14, and uh, we had traveled to the U.S. for a three-month trip, and I couldn't stay awake. I, uh, my mother and my brother kept scolding me because I was falling asleep in the car every time they turned around, and I was um, rather withdrawn at the time, I guess going into my teens, and I didn't tell mother how much pain I was in. But at the end of that summer, as we were uh, preparing to leave to go back to Japan the next day, the pain in my spine became so severe I couldn't crawl out of bed. Wow. Yeah. So what, what happened then? Well, um, mother massaged my back. And you know how it is with uh, AS. You get out of bed and you feel a little better. So mm -hmm. uh, I got on the airplane the next day. We came back to Japan and immediately went in to see a doctor only to find out that I had tuberculosis. Oh. Yeah, and um, being that this is Japan, and in that day and era, we had a lot of TB going around, um, the doctor just assumed that um, that's all that was wrong with me. She couldn't see um, anything on my spine, and so she told me that was all in my head. Oh. And thus the story begins. You know how it goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, but after a few months where the pain was um, not every day, but when it would hit, it was very severe. Mother finally took me to Kyoto, to the university hospital where I was born. And I was diagnosed at the time with, uh, I believe they said juvenile rheumatoid arthritis was the likely culprit. Mm -hmm. um, but since I was on bed rest for tuberculosis already, they told me just to stay down, uh, and it would hopefully go away by the time I was 16 or 17. So were you meant to just stay in bed? Did you? Yes. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yes. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, That's at the time, I was down with tuberculosis anyway, so I guess they thought it was killed, killed two birds with one stone. So when did you actually manage to get out of bed? Well, 16... Um, by age 16, uh, the tuberculosis had settled down to where the doctor felt I could be up and around. And my spine was also doing, it ached, it ached all the time. But the sharp pain was pretty much um, a very occasional thing. So I was, um, we, we moved back at that time from Japan to the U.S. and the American doctor said I had to stay on the TB medicine, but I didn't even tell them about my spine. By this point, I had given up. I just figured it was the way it was going to be. Mm -hmm. What happened to your schooling in that time? Well, I was forbidden to open books. I'm, a, uh, <laughs> I'm quite the um, reader, and so I would sneak uh, books under my pillows with a flashlight <laughs> against all rules. <laughs> um, but I had, fortunately for me, I had uh, been quite a bit ahead of my grade level. So I only had a few electives remaining in my correspondence course. When I got ill, I was almost through high school. So it was just a matter of finishing off when I got to the U.S. Okay. <clears throat> So what happened then? When did the problem well, start to come back? I was um, 
<laughs> got married very young to my childhood sweetheart who came from Japan and we decided to go to college together so we got married you know avoid all the visa issues <laughs> mm -hmm. and um, unfortunately I got pregnant right off the bat and so when I had my first child I noticed the pain in my spine was worse but with a new, a new baby you figure it's mainly um, you know just lack of sleep and um, carrying a baby around and I didn't give it a whole lot of thought I was tired a lot my spine hurt but that had become the norm but then I had my second child and when that happened um, I started running fevers just constantly running low-grade fevers and very exhausted uh, some days I would um, faint and find myself on the floor and wonder how I got there uh, my vision would from time to time become very blurry and uh, I would be unable to like I'd be driving down the road and suddenly couldn't see so you know I didn't know at this time we didn't have any insurance so I had just decided that this was the way everybody felt I just I didn't think of myself as being ill I had almost forgotten the diagnosis of uh, rheumatoid arthritis I they told me it would go away when I was you know a late teenager so I didn't connect the dots mm -hmm. and uh, I never went into the doctor I took Advil uh, you know pain reliever I think in those days I was taking probably aspirin or Tylenol I'm not sure um, later on went to Advil um, I wasn't a complainer so I didn't talk about it I just grit my teeth and you know bore it and this went on for years and then I went through a point where I couldn't wear a bra because it would hit right on the um, bad spot uh, you know for years I just lived with the pain and figured that that was life mm -hmm. so when did you have to admit to somebody that there was <laughs> something wrong well I tried a few times but uh, as you well know with alkalonzy aspondylitis it's difficult to diagnose and um, I went to the chiropractor you know on a regular basis for a while I um, I had x-rays taken one time and they said that the my, my middle of my my back was calcified whatever that was supposed to mean um, but in the earlier years I think that one x-ray taken uh, at, a, at a local lab that the chiropractor was the only one who looked at was the only um, real care, you know, care that I got but when we moved back to Japan I was late 20s and working full-time as well as um, working in the church and it got so severe that I would drop the chalk when I was trying to write on the chalkboard I would um, I couldn't stand bright lights or loud noises um, I couldn't stand watching uh, comedy because the emotional um, nature of it would would upset my nerves but you know like I say at this point in time I still wasn't getting any medical help 
but it became quite noticeable that I was always in pain. And finally, um, a friend introduced me to her doctor, who then introduced me to a university hospital, and they diagnosed me with uh, one of the, the, the way they put it was you have a collagen vascular disease. And they told me there was, you know, like seven in the category, but that it would take a year to uh, put a name on it. And I asked them if they could cure it. They had already put me on steroids, which I was having problems with. And I told them, if you can't cure it, I'm not coming back. Mm-hmm. And I'm a rather strong-willed individual. So I, he told me, I give you one year, two if you're very lucky, and you'll be begging me to put you back on steroids. It was 21 years before I ever went back. Wow. But I lived in pain. Um, I don't know how I did it, actually, looking back, but Mm. you're young and stupid. (laughs) So what happened next? Well, age, let's fast forward here. Age 41, I started my own company. And... um, I kind of had to restart my life, actually. I ended up being single and um, started up my company. And I knew in my mind at this point that I had maybe 10 years. So I worked double shift, um, built my my company, and um, seven years later, I collapsed. And at that point, I swelled up. I was... I had been gradually getting worse. For about six months, I had been having mental, um, I guess you could call it brain fog, so severe that I would look at coins in my hand and not be able to count them. I would um, look at a calculator and not be able to read the numbers. I would look at a clock and not be able to tell what time it was. And it was getting, you know, fortunately, I had raised up some wonderful staff, and they were managing for me, but it was getting worse and worse, and um, my stomach was hurting severely all the time, and I was, um, I guess I gave up when my hands and feet and stomach all became so swollen that I couldn't even go to the restroom by myself because I couldn't undress, and when it got to that point, I finally gave up and went into the doctor and then got referred again to a university hospital and I was diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid, not juvenile, with rheumatoid, with, uh, sorry, alkalonzy spongulitis within the first day. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) X-rays. And what medication do they give you? Well, they put me on, well, first of all, because I had tuberculosis, they had to uh, put me on tuberculosis medicine first because they wanted to put me on chemo, which can cause tuberculosis. So after two weeks of tuberculosis medicine and pain medicine, they put me on chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. But uh, the chemo um, can have quite a bit of side effects, even with the, uh, I was, you know, they, they work your dosage up rather gradually. But even with that, the side effects were nausea, coughing for me, I, I suppose because my lungs are weakened. Um, but 
they put me on chemo for one year. They kept raising my dosage. But when they hit 18 milligrams, I went blind or more or less blind in my right eye. Mm, goodness. And I kept telling them, I think it's the chemo. And they kept telling me, no, 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 it's not the chemo. But they couldn't find any inflammation, which would be the typical. Mm-hmm. So they, they kept saying, well, you know, we don't understand what's wrong. Uh, you don't have very much cataracts. You, it looks like you may have, um, oh, shoot, what's the English term for it? Um, glaucoma. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, they put me on glaucoma medication. And fast forward one year of being on the chemo and this eye situation happened and now I started getting cataracts very rapidly in my right eye and my vision kept dropping by the month and at this time I finally, they had raised me clear up to 20 milligrams of chemo and I finally told them I said no more. So they Mm. started dropping the chemo dosage and they put me on Humira third injection, which is two weeks apart, third injection, and it felt like somebody had stabbed my eye with a knife. And I called the university hospital and I said, I'm going off this things, I need to come in. Uh, Went back in and I told the doctor, I said, get out your medical books, I want you to look up LDN. And I eventually, within two months I had completely gone off the chemo, or three months, completely gone off the chemo and was just on LDN. What dose did you start initially? Well I found LDN on uh, some of the chat rooms for people with autoimmune disease and I had found um, Raven Mm -hmm. and she told me to start with 1.5 milligrams and of course I love to research so I had spent a lot of time, or as much as my eyes would allow, um, on the internet, reading every piece of advice I could find. So I started with 1.5, I worked my way up to 3, and I am now on 4.5 twice a day, every, every 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And what results did you have with LDN? Well, for me it was almost instantaneous, and I gather this is not that unusual. Um, my Japanese doctor couldn't even find LDN in the books. So I had to kind of go off the books here and order it um, privately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I did talk with a doctor online. And um, as I was doing this, I had energy from day one. Pain reduction was uh, less so, but I could push through a day a lot easier, even at 1.5. But especially once I got it up to 2 grams, Mm -hmm. I started noticing um, considerable more, um, I guess energy is the only word I can use. I could get through a day without collapsing. Um, Mental clarity was a lot better. Um, swelling began to go down in my hands. Once I reached um, three, I stayed there for a very long time. Even though I felt it wasn't quite enough, I was a little nervous to go any higher. But eventually, um, like I say, I ended up at 4.5, and then as of two months ago, after one year, 
I went up to um, every 12 hours. But for me, um, the mental clarity is, you know, right now it's almost 11 o'clock at night and my mind is still fairly clear. Um, I don't have any issues with numbers, which was really severe for me. I am able to work my way through a day uh, running my company without, I mean, I still have bad days when I'll collapse, when the pain will get bad, when I'll swell up, but it, they're, they're not the day-to-day -day struggle that it was. I always will have some pain. I am fused in all but three vertebrae. So, you know. <laughs> and what would you say to other people who've got a, a similar condition to yourself about LDN? <laughs> If you can get a doctor to work with you, definitely go with a doctor because you'll be less uh, scared. But I think the, the number one thing I would say to anyone is what do you have to lose? Arm yourself with knowledge. Study it for yourself. Don't take anybody's word for anything. There's a lot of information out there. Check it from every source you can possibly check it from. And... Um, you don't, you know, there's no side effects to this. The only thing you might experience is some sleep uh, deprivation in the first couple weeks. You kind of wild dreams and uh, feeling like you didn't really sleep, but you still end up with the energy. So again, what do you have to lose? What would you say your quality of life was like prior to starting LDN? On a score of one to ten, you know, ten being the best. I would say about a two or maybe. A Two point five, right. I, I I would not leave my building more than uh, two or three times in a month. Only time I ever went anywhere was just to go to the doctors, or occasionally out to eat. Wow. And what would you say it is now? Um, seven to eight, seven maybe. The only reason I can't give you a higher number than that is. You know, the amount of fused fusion in my neck and spine and, and everything and the immobility issues that go with that. Mm. Even though I am, um, like I say, I'm pretty strong-willed, so I still just um, live fairly normally, but I don't go out much. So, therefore, my quality of life does drop some there. Mm. Um, I can't, I, even though I can push through a day of work, I can't play and work. <laughs> yes, I understand. But yeah. even so, um, going from a 2.5 at best to a 7 is pretty good going, isn't it? Very yes, good. I've, I've only been on LDN for a year and uh, two months. So mm -hmm. considering that, I would say it's excellent. Um, just for your information, my daughter has inherited my disease and um, actually is in a very active um, inflammation mode and has been for several years. So I put her on it um, once I saw that I was going to do well on it and even though um, she has asthma so she's on medications and probably for that reason she doesn't get quite the efficacy that I get but she is able to do a lot more than she was before the LDN um, and you couldn't, you couldn't take it away from her if you tried. <laughs> and uh, well, that's, that's kid, a lot. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and my 10-year-old grandson takes it for asthma with good results. Oh, uh, an LDN family. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much for sharing your absolutely amazing story with us, Rachel. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.